0: Welcome to the J.D. Power Work at Home podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with J.D. Power, and with me today are Mark Miller, leader of J.D. Power's customer service advisory practice. Welcome, Mark.
1: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: And we also have two special guests today, Brian Kearney and Ted Narden from Fifth Talent. So welcome, Brian and Ted.
2: Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate being here.
0: So Work at Home is an extension of our organizational best practices work here at J.D. Power, and our goal for this podcast is to highlight some of the organizational challenges of Work at Home, and hopefully we'll also point out some solutions. So with that in mind, let's jump in. So Brian and and, and Ted, I just want to start with you today. Uh, Maybe just tell us a bit about your firm, Fifth Talent, and then a little bit about the uh, research that you recently completed.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, So Fifth Talent is a service consulting firm that Ted and I started. Both of us have uh, uh, decades of contact center expertise in our background. And um, what we did is get together and say, you know what, we think there's been um, some really great innovation on the side of uh, technology and process, but there's a major opportunity opportunity to do innovation on the people side and so that's what we um really focus on and uh even created uh this thing all around meaningful work that if you have meaningful work it is kind of a magic metric so that um it's a worthwhile job that you have it is you try harder you excel so there's there's all of those aspects and then as we were going on um Uh, With our company and our practice, we looked at um, what was happening during the pandemic, and then everybody was putting their people at home uh, out of the need to do that, and people made that uh, transition. But what we saw was, um, wow, from our experience with uh, working with at home and um, also the research that we know about, we were concerned that... People weren't getting um, a lot of good information. So we decided to do a work-at-home study for the contact center. And what we did back in May was we surveyed um, over 4,000 agents and supervisors. Um, uh, That was an international study. And asked them many questions about what is their experience and then, um, you know, what what are some of the key opportunities and challenges with the work at home model.
0: Terrific. So, so what were some of the key findings coming out of that study? It sounds like you talked about the agents and supervisors, and it wasn't just in the U.S.
3: Yes, correct. Well, and, and it's interesting because um, now that we're, you know, many months into it, about uh, seven months in, um, I'm even doing a follow-up. So I can talk about um, how I've recently interviewed forty-one contact center leaders um, across the globe who um, have, you know, direct understanding of what's going on in their organization, their contact center, and then even what's happening today. So, um, and I'll I'll kind of give you the the quick punchline and then give you the background. The quick punchline is in the recent discussions, which this was also predicted by our earlier study is the number one theme in these interviews that came out was work at home fatigue has set in. It set in with their people, their their supervisors, and especially their agents. And um, as you take a look at this, what the um, issue is, was outlined very much in our, our previous findings. And, and we even did uh, really some predicting, predicting of this being an issue in an area we called uh, challenges to the work-at-home model and its sustainability. And some of the key findings were um, this loss of in-person communication has a real impact on an organization. It, there's really no replacement for it. There's some things you can do to close the gap, but um, some of the causes and challenges from this, one is effort, increased effort, and we created a net effort score and you know, for the agent, it was more effort to work with customers, but even more effort to work with their supervisor. And then if you look at the supervisor, it was dramatic. Their job changed the most because they, you know, they have this communication barrier in between them and their agents. The agents still know how to have conversations with um, customers uh, through you know, voice and chat but it's really the supervisor that this hit and their effort was dramatically higher. I think the net effort score working with their agents was about 61% greater net effort and about um, 32% increase for them working with their managers. So when that effort happens, there's gonna be, you know usually you work longer and you actually do less. Then there's this concept of loneliness Loneliness was, um, in our survey, uh, about 17% of people said that they, they felt this significant loneliness, but what was even more important was, um, a follow-up question to them that we would ask is how much does this impact, you know, does this loneliness impact your, um, work and your happiness at work? And 72% said Yes. And then um, what also came out was agents are, are clearly missing their coworkers. And they miss them not only for uh, you know, social reasons, they're part of their social life, um, they miss getting support and giving support to, these, uh, to their coworkers, but also collaboration. Because um, I, I'm not sure that everybody realized that this job is actually a collaborative job, being an agent. And they say that they learned so much from their coworkers on how to actually do the job. So, as this all is happening, it's like, well, is is this really a concern? This work at home fatigue, and it is, um, because people are saying it is now impacting performance. Performance initially went up, according to our survey back in May, um, that performance actually got better when people went home. Now people are saying it is below uh, pre-COVID rate, you know, pre-COVID performance. So performance is dropping. And what's even um, more concerning, quite honestly, is the huge rise in absenteeism that people are experiencing along with uh, challenges with adherence, which all of these are precursors to um, an attrition problem. Now, through this whole process, we haven't seen a lot of attrition because people you know were really sticking with their job they were sticking with it but even now we're starting to see that um attrition is starting to rise in these organizations and this is a problem so if i was to describe what you know work at home fatigue is i'll just kind of give you you know perspective of what we're hearing from an agent perspective they do like at home that was clear in the um in our study, they, they are feeling isolated. Their um, communication has now become, you know, rather than verbal, it's become very text-based and that's, you know, that creates more effort and there's a lot lost in context and in just communication. They're missing their coworkers, as I said, but um, you know, they're, they're have more effort in really working, not just with the customer, but they're, on supervisor and management, they're kind of feeling disconnected from their supervisors um, and the company and its culture. They uh, are now having these challenges with performance, so a lot of the conversations are not positive conversations. So all of these things are are adding up and looming, and um, you know this these things that were a challenge. While working at home, maybe the comfort in, the, in their home or distractions whatever, or the internet issues, these things are, are now becoming, um, even though they were a little bit smaller uh, and they could deal with them, now these things are just you know, weighing on them. So truly, people are feeling like they're just hanging on. They're giving it their best effort, but they're hanging on. And what are they hanging on for? It's not just, you know, hey, I need some technology that's going to help me or, or knowledge base update or procedural updates. They're really hanging on for their leadership because um, they're hanging on so that their leadership is going to be doing something. And the big problem right now is the leadership feels like they're in a holding pattern from uh, the discussions we're having and what for hear- we're hearing from other companies. And a lot of them, their budgets have been you know um, depleted through all the spend on the technology and just making sure that they can manage an at home. So um, they're a little bit in a waiting pattern. And in the meantime, it just keeps getting worse for all of these agents. So, um, and one last thing that I think is kind of important on this, is these agents or these uh, leaders, when you um, take a look at it, they didn't know that other people were going through the same thing. So we just want to make sure that everybody knows, hey, this is not, you know, just an isolated event or isolated to, to, you know, maybe what they're feeling as a leader. This is a pretty common problem. And unfortunately, um, this problem has always been there with this at-home model. Because this at-home model, how it was um, kind of built before in its success model was, well, we're going to try and get the best people to work at home. And we're going to get these um, individuals to stay with us because they really like this at-home model. And there's a scarcity of these types of jobs. That's not going to happen in the future. That model will not work because now there are going to be a, a large number of these jobs available. There already are as people are trying to ramp up um, their at-home model for, uh, you know, especially seasonal and other opportunities. So when you take a look at this, as it comes down to it, um, this at-home model is is not going to go away. We don't see people returning to the centers, you know, and everything's back to normal. Um, One major reason is only 4% of people in our survey said they wanted to go back to the center 100 percent. The primary model was to have a mixed model so that they could have time at home and in the center. So if these things don't get addressed, um, it's it's leading to some major issues with performance and attrition.
1: That's,
0: Brian, it's a great summary of, of the research he did and some of the key findings. Um, those are pretty alarming, right, in terms of uh, of, uh, these emerging issues that are starting to pile up. So, um, but so where's the light at the end of the tunnel here? What, what should organizations, I, I suppose awareness is always the first step, right? But correct. what should organizations be, um, uh, thinking about and focused on? And, uh, it certainly sounds like at least one recommendation is that leadership's got to step up and get out of their holding pattern and, uh, let, um, and, and essentially provide the guidance for, uh, for their people
3: yeah and the, there is good news I mean this is you can overcome these challenges
0: so Ted uh, any um, uh, any kind of key insights coming out of those findings and, and what recommendations would you have for uh, for these organizations
2: yeah sure and I think what you mentioned was key the idea of awareness and the question that people probably and, and are asking themselves and probably should ask themselves is what changed? What happened from going um, from the center where everything was working great and working at home? Brian covered a lot of the the, uh, overall insights we had, but each company is different, has a different culture, different types of things, challenges. Um, So what you really need to do is take a look at the root cause, what changed. Uh, We have what we call a a concept called grind, which is um, those things that have been introduced that cause frustration for both supervisors and agents and others. And so the question there, too, is, is what grind is being introduced? What's, what new things have, have happened since you've gone to the home uh, that make this more difficult? So isolate those key frustrations and then be able to begin addressing them. And, and all at the same time, um, look at it from what we call fatigue-proofing your workforce. And, and we look at that as making sure that everyone understands how to function effectively and for the long term in their home office setting. A lot of key things to that uh, that you have to look at that you didn't have to do when you were working in an office. And the second part is really the development of the management team. Uh, it's, it's not just business as usual. You can't manage the way you did before. There are a lot of things uh, that have changed. And for example, we talk about the major change for leaders being uh, becoming more of a life coach. And as a life coach, you have to help people now uh, be competent, focused, and connected. And so you've got to change now the way you do things uh, to do that. For example, when people came into uh, the center, it was never really, uh, at least a lot of people we worked with, never felt like they wanted to get too much into, say, the personal lives of those people they work with or they manage. Um, but as you look at now, you're working with people in their homes, it's it's very difficult to separate those two. And you have to kind of go a little bit more into that personal world with them to help them manage their boundaries, and to help them get settled also in in their home uh, environment. So, you know, those are the, the key takeaways and, and recommendations from what we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, Thanks, Ted. So, so Mark, um, some of the key findings, you know, working longer and doing less, uh, the loneliness issue, uh, the fact that we're now seeing performance being impacted, and then these kind of uh, precursors to um, attrition. Um the, the I think this lines up with what we've seen as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those I hate to say I told you so stories, right? Um you could see the writing on the wall. And when we did our research of leadership and noted that um, customer set was up despite the fact that you know things like occupancy, you know, to Brian's point, where people are working longer and harder. Um, so, it, it, and it, it more intense, right? Uh, the intensity of the work. There's, uh, you know, we found that folks are um, at the management side, allowing their reps to take more calls per hour, etc. cetera. And it's natural, you know, there's kind of the novelty aspect. Um, you know, Brian mentioned that performance went up. In the immediate term, but now that this is becoming the new normal, the you know that performance has uh, dipped um, due to this fatigue, and we're, we've kind of term we created a term around here around work at home fatigue called a wa fatigue, W A H T I G U E, and um, when you combine uh, that work at home fatigue with also what's going to happen here as the call uh, types change. Uh, and we talked about this, Mike, on a previous, in fact, just our most recent podcast, right? Um, or one of our most recent podcasts, how, you know, the, the days of waiving late fees um, are coming to an end, just total payment deferrals are coming to an end. Man. You take this work-at-home fatigue, which has been documented through this great study, and the realities of uh, businesses going back to normal, um, you already see some of the attrition going up, and then you have the markets coming back a bit, business booming, and uh, a lot of options. Very, very low switching costs these days. If your companies are not aggressively taking this on and to Ted's point, changing the way you're working um, and doing very practical things. I know Ted and Brian would agree with me on this is, you know, one of our best practices in a work at home environment is you got to reduce the supervisor to rep ratio, right? Because there's just literally not enough time in the day in this environment to create enough points of connection to maintain and fight off, you know, maintain relationship and fight off that loneliness. So it's not just uh, theoretical, it's not an academic exercise, it's not a leader saying, hey, you know, uh, keep going, we're behind you. It's making changes to how you're staffed and what you're doing in the time that you have. So, um, yeah, this is, if unchecked, this is going to create a lot of uh, problems for uh, service providers out there.
0: Yeah. So, so changing the ratios, uh, is, is one idea. Uh, any other thoughts on, um, Ted's notion of fatigue proofing the workforce, uh, and then the other, uh, suggestion around developing managers as life coaches? I, I think those are both, you know, great suggestions.
1: Yeah. I mean, could, I think those two go kind of hand in hand. Um, You have to have relationship, as Brian mentioned and Ted mentioned, there's kind of no replacing the dynamic that is a call center or a contact center. I mean, when folks go in there for the first time, oftentimes they're blown away at the level of energy that you feel, right? In the halls, then in the workspace, it's not sterile, it's not quiet, tons of activity, communication going on constantly, and that vanished overnight, right? So the um, the resulting uh, feelings that these folks have around loneliness does require that very intentional. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts. It's the notion of intentionality, right? Um, you gotta, you know, reduce that ratio, and then you got to be intentional on in how you work. And that's the thing that has been very powerful with this notion of meaningful work. You can, in fact, influence how somebody feels uh, about their work and how they relate to work through this notion that Ted talked about of life coaches. So it's something that it's much too expansive of a concept to get into in a short podcast uh, like this. But those are some of the practical steps that uh, can help insulate you from fatigue. Because if you are doing something that is truly meaningful to you as a person, then you can get through a whole lot of grind, right? You can get through a whole lot of emotional ups and downs because you're doing something that's profound and meaningful, uh, helps create sustained meaning in your life. So those are some of the things that uh, companies really need to think about to get to the next level and get over this hump. And if they don't, it's it's not going to be a pretty picture.
0: Thanks, Mark. Well that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, Mark, Brian, and Ted, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. It's great.
0: And thanks to our listeners as well. To learn more about the JD Power Customer Service Advisory Practice, please visit us on the web at jdpower.com slash business. And we'll see you next time.